0: of began a new sermon series last week entitled, Who is God for You? And the whole premise of the series is ultimately this, that because we live in a largely biblically illiterate culture, um, because even people in church sometimes, when things go wrong in their life, they, instead of running to God, they run away from God, there's just a, a misunderstanding for so many people about who God is. And some of the things even that we say that we know and understand Sometimes it's kind of like the truth project. Do you really believe that what you believe is really real? Do you, do you really cling to those truths in a way that makes a difference in your life? And just, so today I want, to, I want to pick up with a, a next attribute of God, another thing that God tells us in his word that he is, and, and the difference ultimately that that can make for us. You know, I don't know if you've ever kind of thought about this question before, but what is it that God actually knows about you? Any of you kind of think of that, you know, as you're kind of walking through life, It's an interesting question. Today we're going to be talking about this idea of the omniscience of God. And in in the Gospels, or I'm sorry, the the words of Scripture give us some light on this. In Hebrews 4.13 it tells us this, "...that there is nothing in all creation that is hidden from God's sight, that everything is uncovered and laid bare to Him to whom we must give an account." Or again, in Psalm 147, 5, it says, His understanding has no limit. And what these verses are both talking about is this theological term that the theologians have been talking about for a long time. And it's called, again, the omniscience of God. And that just means that God knows everything. God knows everything. And so, what that means, or that, what that looks like, is that there's no question that God can't answer, that there's no problem that confuses him, that there is no happening that ever surprises him, he's never shocked, never lost. Never says, oh, really? When did that happen? Why? Because God knows everything. But I also want you to know that it also means this. It means that God knows you too. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, how in-depthly how much God knows you and the difference that can and should make in our life in a way that is just maybe terrifying in one part, but abundantly comforting in another the Bible says again in Psalm 139 that God knows everything about you, that he's intimately acquainted with you, that he knows you from the inside out. Now I know that we say we know this, right, that we know that God knows everything. It's one of those things that we give mental assent to, saying, oh yeah, I, I get that one, I can check that off. But I, I would just say don't harden your hearts this morning as they go through this because I think there's some things that we, we just don't think about. I would say it is very fair to say, even though we know this is true about God, there's times in our life, there's a lot of times in our life that we don't act like it. If we truly believe that God was watching us behind closed doors, would we still do the same things that we do? If we still know that God could read our thoughts, the things that we're thinking, will we still give ourselves unfettered access or permission to think the kinds of things that we're thinking, especially as we're watching the news or, or some other thing? If we all actually knew that God was standing right with us as we're talking to friends, would that change if we gossiped? Would that change the words we used? Would it change our attitudes toward others? Would it change anything? I think even though we know that God knows everything and that God is everywhere, I think there's lots of times that we don't really put that into practice in a way that would suggest we believe it. And so today I want to do a little reminder of some, at least four specific areas uh, in your life that God just knows. And again, the way that should impact us in different ways. And one of the first things, and this is the scariest one of all, but one of the first things that God knows is he knows all about your faults and your failures. He knows all about your sin. And I guess that's the bad news, right? In Psalm 69, verse five, it says, my sins, O God, are not hidden from you. You know how foolish I've been. In other words, God knows everything that you've ever done wrong. And I think that's a hard fact for some of us because there are times where I just don't want him to know everything that I'm doing, right? There's times that I just assume he not know because I'm ashamed, because I'm embarrassed. There's some things that I just make me a little bit uncomfortable knowing that God is there. And it's a little uncomfortable for me at times to realize that I don't have any secrets from God, that he sees through me, that he sees and knows everything about me. Why again? Because there's some things I just wish he'd rather not know. But I'll say it this way, but wonderfully, that is not the case. you think, well, how could you say that? It'd be way better if you didn't know certain things. He would think way more of me than I actually am. But I'll say, wonderfully, that is not the case. And the reality of Scripture tells us that I don't have any secrets from God, and neither do you, that God knows everything. And yet, even though he knows everything, Scripture testifies that he still loves you. Can you comprehend how amazing that is? We know a little bit about the two people running for president, and nationwide, we have a disgust. At times, you see hatred. At times, you see judgmentalism. We know a little bit about their lives, and we condemn them roundly. God knows everything about us. Would we fare any better if we were running? If everything was exposed now to the press? If all our thoughts were now caught on videotape? would we do any better? It's an interesting thing. God sees everything, and the most amazing thing is he says, I still love you. I loved you enough to send my son to die for you. I love you. Proverbs 5.21, it says, for a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all his past. So the fact is you always have an audience as you're walking through life. Nothing you say is ever off the record. God is always watching. You're always on stage. There is no secret closet to which you can put things in. Everything you think, everything you see, everything you feel, everything you do, God sees it all. And he knows all about it. That just means last night when you were on your diet and you did one of those midnight refrigerator raids and you went to the refrigerator and you opened up the door and Satan knows what he's doing. He's just mean. He has this little phrase for us when we're opening up that door about to do something wrong. He says, nobody will ever know sweet nobody's ever gonna find and then you go ahead and do it we do the wrong thing we take the cake we do whatever it is you know and then right after we do that he has another little phrase for us anybody know what it is everybody's gonna find out they see they're gonna see the slice that you took out of the cake everybody's gonna find out everybody's gonna know and all of a sudden we start operating in fear what if my parents find out what i've been doing My wife or husband? What about my boss? What if the IRS finds out and we worry? But here's the reality all has already been found out. God already knows, and He's the one who counts. He knows it all. He knows all your faults, all your failures. He's already seen it. He saw it when it was happening. That should send chills down some of our backs. And so when we confess to things, Him, to things that we've done wrong, He says, I know. I was there. And the thing and the reason why God wants us to do that is so that we can finally admit what he already knows is true. So we come to Crips with the depths of what we had done, that we confess it to him, that we cling to Jesus and find a new way forward, but he already knows. And yet what's so striking about that is that so many of us try to hide stuff from God. You start thinking, well, what's the response if I really believe that that's really true? The response should be being honest with God. He already knows Just admit it. The Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. And so he says, just admit it. You're not fooling anybody. You're only trying to fool yourself so you don't have to deal with it. Stop trying to pretend. Just say, God, I was wrong. And I'm sorry. Because he already knows everything about you. He knows all that you've done wrong. And yet the Bible still tells us that he loves you anyway. It's dumbfounding to me. And so when I admit all this stuff to him, it never changes the way he feels about me, because he already knows and he loves me and he loves me unconditionally. And that means I don't have to fake it. That's the gift. That means I don't have to pretend. That's the gift. In Proverbs twenty-eight verse thirteen, it says, "Cover-ups never work anyway, especially towards those that counts the most, God." And so one of the first things we learn about God is that He knows everything, all of our faults and failures, and yet He still loves you. God gives us more in his word, too. It says, God knows all your feelings and frustrations. Psalm 31, 7, it says, You, God, have listened to all of my troubles and have seen the crisis in my soul. But, see, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are going through this or that, and they say, man, nobody understands what I'm going through. Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. This is too hard. You don't understand my pain. And that may be true, but God knows. He knows your feelings and your frustrations. It says he sees the crises in your own soul. In Psalm 56 6, it says, You know how troubled I am. You have kept a record of my tears. In other words, there's no hurt that goes unnoticed, there's no tear that falls unnoticed. He sees it all. He sees and knows when we're hurting, when we feel isolated. And when people get stuck in these places of hurt and, and just sorrow or whatever it might be, they start feeling very lonely. You don't get it, man. You've never been through anything like this. Maybe there's been a death in the family, a divorce. Maybe you've gotten fired. Maybe there's been a sickness. And we all feel so alone and we think nobody can understand the way I feel and nobody can tell the way I feel. Nobody feels this pain that I'm going through. But again, God knows. He understands your hurts, your feelings, your frustrations. And it says in Scripture, He always cares. In Psalm 103, 13 and 14, he says, he is like a father to us, tender and sympathetic, for he knows that we are made of dust. He's our creator and he's sympathetic to our hurts and to, our, and, and to your hurts. And not only does he see, right, he cares. And here's the other thing, God understands why they happen. He knows the causes, the reasons, the things that brought you to this point, why you're suffering, why you're struggling in the way that you are. He sees how it all fits together. The Bible says he understands because he made us. And I'll tell you, that's significant. A lot of our hurts we bring upon ourselves, and so not only is there hurt, there's also guilt, and there's also shame, and there's also frustration. Some of them have been perpetrated against us, and then there's resentment, and there's struggle, and there's frustration, in addition to the pain, and God understands. He sees the hurt in your heart. Nobody else may. And so what should we do if that's true? We should start giving them the hurts in our life. If God sees all our hurts, we should give them to him, In 1 Peter 5, 7, that's what it says. It says, cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. And cast them permanently, and don't take them back. Give them your hurts, just like you give them your faults, and let them them just take them away. God also knows your future. That's what Scripture says. In Psalm 139, verse 16, it says, The days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book before any of them ever began. Psalm, or I'm sorry, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope in a future. So God shares all those things with us this morning just to say this, that he already knew your plans. He already knew your future before you were even born. God has placed into his hands both your, your legacy, everything that will happen as a result of what you've done, and your destiny, everything is, that is yet to come. He holds both of those in his hands. if that's true you don't need to worry about your future for there's somebody who already knows what's going to happen next and it's God for he sees my tomorrows today and he already sees the things that I'm going to face and he knows the future. And so, and the whole reason, because God is not limited by time and so he sees the past and the present and the future all at the same time. It's kind of like you were in a hot air balloon and you were kind of going up and up and there was a parade going and you could see the beginning of the parade and the middle of the parade and the end of the parade all at the same time without ever having to stop it. God, from his perspective, can see your past and your present and your future all at once. He sees all your tomorrows today. And that should give us a lot of confidence in God because it is comforting for me to know that everything that's going to happen in my life has already been factored in by God, that it's Father-filtered. And it's comforting for me to know that because he also promises this, that he will work all things for the good of those who love him. So if God sees everything that's still going to happen yet to us, and he's promised to work all things for our good, then somehow, some way, even the bad things can get weaved around into a way that is good. And so not only does he walk with us day by day, but he actually is working things out for our benefit, for our blessing, for our good. And so as a result, he's already prepared for you for everything you're ever going to face in life. There's been times in my life where I look back and I was like, man, I, that was a horrible, horrible time in my life, and I experienced a lot of pain or difficulty in my life. But then years later, I can see, but I know I needed to go through that to prepare me for what was to come. If you recognize that God sees all, the past, present, and the future, then he even takes into account those times where Satan's mean to us, where he attacks us, where we experience great pain and great sorrow, and he already has a plan for that. It's not that he's making it up as he goes. He already has a plan to weave that around into something that is good. And so if this is true, And I know that God knows all my tomorrows. And Scripture says then we probably should ask him for help for today. For he knows what's going to happen. In Jeremiah 33.3 it says, Call unto me, he begs of us, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. The things that you know not. In other words, God can tell you about. Now he's not going to lay your whole life before you because that would pretty much overwhelm us. Either we'd get really discouraged or pretty prideful or both. he promises to lay it out a little bit at a time so he calls to us to call unto him and I will give you advice because I know what's going to happen and then finally scripture gives us this last window and it's this that God knows all about your faithfulness every time I do the right thing God is watching every time instead of sinning I choose not to sin every time I resist a temptation every time I stand for something I have a conviction no matter how small or insignificant God understands and he sees my faithfulness to him Matthew 6, 1 through 4, Jesus is speaking. He says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. Then the Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You ever meet somebody who, when they do something really cool, they just want to make sure everybody knows? Here's the deal with that. When you do that, that's your reward. If you do something really cool and you know God sees, but you don't have to brag it to everybody you know, then you get rewarded by God. It's an incredible difference but we're into the microwave society, we want it now, and so we find a lot of braggarts in our life. But here's a fact, every good deed will be rewarded. and It will be rewarded no matter how insignificant or how small, regardless of whether anybody else saw it or not, because God always sees. Every encouragement you give to other people, every word of compliment that you give to your children, every time you do a thoughtful act for your husband, every time you pick up around the office when it's not your job, Every time you set up chairs in the church or stuffed bulletins, every kind thought, every act of courtesy, every time you had an opportunity to gossip and you didn't, every time you had an opportunity to be critical and you weren't, that you were positive instead of negative, God sees it all. He sees every little thing. Every time you were offering sacrificially, God knows how much you had left over, every time you complimented somebody every time you did an act of service every time you did something a secret act of kindness for somebody every time you picked up trash and nobody saw God has seen it all and he has promised to reward you so I want you to imagine yourself on this giant stage and you're acting out your life and you're the only person on stage and the only person in the audience is one person and it's God and as he's watching your life, sometimes he's cringing, right? But sometimes he's clapping and he's cheering for you. He's, I saw what you did right there. I know nobody else saw. I'm so proud of you. I saw the way you handled that situation and the way you processed through it. I'm so proud of you. And he's watching our life and he sees every moment of it. And he's cheering and he's rooting for us every single step of the way. And you know, more and more in my life, I, I'm trying to live for that audience of one trying to remember that he's there, that he sees, that he knows, that he cares, that he loves. Because in the end, that's what really counts, right? Because he does. He knows all my faults and failures. And he sees all my feelings and frustrations. He knows my future and my past. And he knows even about my faithfulness. But I think the thing that to me that amazes me more than any of those things is especially because he sees all that, Scripture tells us that he still loves me. Doesn't that blow you away? That There's nothing that is hidden. There's stuff that we don't want our spouses or our kids to know, and they know us better than anybody. God knows everything, and he loves us. He knows everything, and he still sent his son for us. And for all those that cling to him, he said, I will forgive, and I will renew, and I will give hope. He sees us from the inside out. There is no hiding, and yet, knowing all that he does, he still calls each one of us by name. Because of Jesus, he says, you are mine, and I love you. Great is the love and the knowledge of our God. And all God's people said, amen. Let us pray. God, I know as we we go through truths about you that we already know, I, I know it's hard to sometimes hear them anew. I think it's sometimes we act often, most of the time we act as if they're not true. We sin when we know that you're standing right there and we we deny that we've done it to try to, I guess, protect ourselves for you already know. I think we hold things back from you so that we don't have to work on our issues, so that we don't have to deal with what is, so that we don't have to fix things, so that we don't have to repent. But the knowledge is that you see and you know. You see our hurts and yet we don't give to you the things that we're struggling with the most. Father, over and over, we show that we don't really believe that you are there, that we don't really believe that you see, that we don't really believe that you care. So our prayer this morning is that you would forgive us another time, that you would renew our perspective of who you are, and that you would blow us away by the fact that you still love us. And we pray that today in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen.